Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico back with you guys on a Friday as we preview North Dakota with uh, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Hello, Zach. How's it going? A little more jacked up after that Jack Harlow intro, Nick. Come on. Thank you. Show, oh, you, like should, you should listen <laughs> you to the next one. Yeah, Zach, you're going to need to stick around. You're a baseball guy, right, to some extent? Uh, baseball was my first love, like okay. baseball, and then that was my first, uh, Albert Pujols, I was seven years old during his rookie season, and watching him, I became a Cardinals fan growing up in Ugh. central Illinois, so, yeah, a little bit of my baseball, uh, fandom has, has slowly waned, right, yeah. uh, now, now I'm the, the more football realm, but yeah, I'm still a baseball guy at heart. Okay, well then, you'll have to, after we hang up and we're done with the commercial break, after our, our next segment, you'll have to listen to the intro. You don't necessarily have to listen to the segment, because you don't want to hear us talk, I'm sure, but well, you I would, can... I would never do that. <laughs> exactly. I, just, I mean, you should listen to the segment. I like to think we do good radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we're joined by uh, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska, and did you enjoy the college football last night? Did you get to watch it? Yeah, I was uh, um, watching Purdue, Penn State, actually. Um, that was the main one. Um, my girlfriend's visiting from Ohio. She went to Purdue, so she graduated from there. So we had the Purdue game on, and it was – I mean, that was electric at the end, that that 70-yard, whatever it was, interception return for mm-hmm. a touchdown. Um, I, I was so focused on my laptop, and I literally – I finally closed it, and – the ball was like uh, Clifford was throwing the pass as I was closing my laptop. So it was the first uh, play I was fully focused on. It was explosive. And then you see him throw up everywhere after the play. I don't know if you guys saw that. But it's like, I was like, I love that first game, yeah. fourth quarter after that big play. Um, that was, I was, uh, I was impressed to see, but then Sean Clifford's terrible, like mostly bad the whole game from, um, as, seeing and hearing and then he bounced back to throw that last touchdown that was pretty it's just like college football feels like it's back in week one mm-hmm. like week zero gives us a little bit of a little bit of a teaser to uh it's like a putting your foot in the in the pool real quick but then you, you dive in this week zach is sean clifford good i mean i think been there like six years right <laughs> this is six year yeah uh i uh, i would say no um, <laughs> I, i'm on board but, with that too thank you yeah she was uh she was texting uh one of her friends who graduated from penn state like in this uh, little group chat and he was just going off about penn, how much he hated sean clifford and how he <laughs> how he sucks and everything so penn state fans clearly don't think that sean clifford well, did so i'm gonna have to side with them okay. i guess they, they got that five star behind him that it could sling it. I mean, he had quite a cannon last night in the in the reps that he got while Clifford was in the locker room for whatever reason. Pooping. Yeah, pooping. So, um, yeah. I, I guess. Drew Aller actually, I mean, that's, I, I'm pretty, I'm very familiar with his situation because he was uh, from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I covered him a lot when I was on the Ohio State beat throughout his recruitment. And sophomore year, he was ranked in like the 500s. Um, and then I, I actually, uh, built a relationship with his quarterback trainer and like it was pretty cool doing like a 
in that feature story on on that because of how he rose up like sophomore year he was throwing it more like over the top like classic 90s quarterback style and then quarterback trainer worked with him and over the course of two years just completely corrected his form and now he can sling it from all different arm angles and he rose up to be like a five-star borderline five-star uh quarterback so it's awesome to see i just i wonder if he's ready like with the mm-hmm. mental aspect of the game, I don't really know. I haven't been following along, but I know he has all the talent in the world. So I think whenever he does get a shot, I think Penn State's quarterback situation is going to be a little more exciting and explosive than what you have with Sean Clifford right now. Yeah. We're, we're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here on the Happy Hour. After talking to – time to transition to Nebraska, unfortunately. After talking to Mark Whipple this week, he didn't really seem too alarmed by the events that happened last Saturday. And I guess if you look at this offense – they have like a group of guys in Trey Palmer, Garcia Castaneda, obviously Casey Thompson, and Vokalek when healthy. That, I mean, that that can move the ball or, or kind of have some success offensively. Where does your confidence level right now sit with this offense's ability to move the football consistently? Maybe. I mean, pretty pretty damn confident. Um, we uh, inside Nebraska, me and the rest of the guys, Greg, Steve, and. Jeff, we actually just about an hour ago recorded our Bold Predictions podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, that's coming out uh, here in a little bit. And uh, we purposely don't uh, communicate what our bold predictions are before we uh, before we record and go on. Um, and all four of us had our, our uh, we each make two predictions uh, a piece, and our number one for each of us was something involving an explosive pass game for Nebraska wow. this week, um, where it's Casey Thompson having a big day. Uh, I, uh, I predicted 400 yards and three touchdowns because we go bold around here. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys were saying big big plays or 100-yard games from Trey Palmer um, or at least two of the receivers. So I think from our standpoint and mine, uh, mine as well, I, I just, especially with the passing game, um, Mark Whipple, that's what he came here to do. He came here uh, to evolutionize this passing, this offense in the passing attack and you have a guy in Casey Thompson who I don't really have any reason um, to think that he that uh, last weekend's game was anything but a huge positive first step. I know I know in the last quarter and a half or so he he backslid a little bit from from a hot start, but I mean you look at those first two and a half quarters and I'm like this is the Casey Thompson arrival show mm-hmm. with what some of the things he was doing. I mean I, I keep harping on a play he made in the first quarter. Uh, he threw it over the top of the linebacker in front of the safety. It was in the second quarter, actually. Um, and it's one of those, like, yeah, you expect that you, you expect that type of throw from a power five quarterback who's as hyped as he is, but that doesn't make it any less impressive to watch it because it's like one of those, uh, one of those throws that is impressive, but at, like um, you maybe forget about throughout the course of, the game because he also had obviously the Patrick Mahomes style uh, improvisational play. He had uh, the other one where the snap was over his head, but he still tapped it to himself. Did like a little 180 degree pirouette, mm-hmm. rolled out, boom, found Travis Vokalek. Um, and then you obviously had the first throw, that first touchdown pass to Garcia Castaneda, which was um, just a beautiful throw. I think there are so many positives to glean from this Nebraska passing attack. Now it's the question of can they can they establish more of a balance in the run game? Um, can they get continuity at running back? Because I, I keep saying this, but 
they have five running backs listed as the starter in the official depth chart, which I had never seen before. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think, I, I get the sense um, throughout the whole off season and so far now that the plan for the for from the Nebraska coaching staff was to watch or to let use these first three weeks um, to let that running back RB one competition sort of play out uh, to see what they have, see who the top two or three guys are who emerge because they've been talking all off season about when you hear Scott Frost say, this is the uh, most talent, I think deepest, most talented group I've had yeah. at running back here. So they, they love the guys they have, but still need are going to need to establish a pecking order to get those guys rhythm and continuity and know, have them all moving the same direction. And I think this weekend and maybe the Georgia Southern game, we'll see it. Uh, the, the carries and touches and stuff divided more, but you'll need to, I, in my opinion, I think you have to have that locked in by the Oklahoma game um, in order to, again, continue to achieve that goal of balance. And that's not even talking about the offensive line that obviously needs to, mm-hmm. um, to keep, to take some pride and um, establish themselves, establish some dominance in, in the run game moving forward. Guys, do you want thicker Fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. That's an interesting thought because when you look at the running back room outside of Anthony Grant, it really feels like we're approaching this possible scenario that might not be very good for Nebraska. We know they want to establish like a 1A, 1B. We've heard Brian Applewhite say that before, that he wants to establish kind of a 1A, 1B running back situation. Are we approaching a a dangerous scenario where it could be like a week-to-week thing? Whoever steps up is going to be the next guy outside of Anthony Grant because we know the staff likes A.J. Allen a lot, right? We know Brian Applewhite likes A.J. Allen from his days at TCU even. But you have guys like Gabe Irvin and Jacques Yant still in in the in the rafters waiting for their opportunity. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it is that situation where it's sort of a rotation of like, okay, whoever practices the best, like, is going to get the call that week. I, I don't, I've just, I've, I don't anticipate that being a, a positive. I mean, I know keep guys fresh and, um, and whatnot, but I just, I think that you're going to have to have that top. Two or three, and I think I think a really a really explosive and uh, efficient offense. Um, you need three running backs, and a lot of times it's three guys who give give completely different skill sets. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it winds up being Anthony Grant, AJ Allen, and Ramir Johnson as that wide back. Um, I, I I just don't think that you can. I just don't think you can go a whole season of rotating five running backs. Yeah. Um, and and see the type of 
production that you want at that run game. We're speaking with Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. And, Zach, so me and Bach were talking to uh, Brian Munson in, in the last hour, and he mentioned that Nick Heinrich Henrich is going to be out for an extended period of time uh, with an injury. Uh, who do you who do you expect to, to fill that spot at that middle linebacker spot? They have Ernest Hausman, the true freshman, and Eteva Mauga Clements, uh, who, who's, I, I believe, a senior. Uh, which one of them do you, do you expect to take that middle linebacker spot? Um, yeah, I think, um, and Greg Smith, our senior recruiting analyst, um, he also reported earlier this morning about Travis Vokalek being, being out and Nick Heinrich being mm. out um, with a hand injury. And uh, we're sort of in agreement that it, like, I mean, the two guys that you mentioned, Mavi Clements and Ernest Hausman, I think uh, those two guys are the ones who are in line for for more snaps, more reps at that at that linebacker spot. Um, I think Malik Clements, when I when watching him like during practice, when we got the brief open windows, I thought he looked pretty impressive, and Hausman looked impressive physically. And uh, it's it's so hard, especially at linebacker, for a true freshman to come in and make an immediate impact. I think that's one of those positions that might be the most difficult to make that transition. But he looks physically like he could make an impact but those those two guys i think are the are the main ones to watch for in terms of getting more snaps this weekend and then probably go from there see how see how i guess the film comes out when the coaches watch it uh watch it after the game Zach, a couple more before we let you go. We're talking to Zach Carpenter uh, of Inside Nebraska. When you look at some of the snap counts from from last Saturday and see that defensive backs, a couple of them played over 80 snaps, and a couple guys on the line played over 70 snaps in, in Saturday's game, how much do you read into that? Like, did we misjudge? Did I misjudge Nebraska's depth on the defensive side of the ball? Um, I mean, maybe, but I still think we're. Uh... Are you talking about the secondary specifically? Just all the defense in general, because like you had guys like Ty Robinson playing over seventy snaps. You had guys in the secondary playing over eighty snaps a game. Does do we just feel like maybe the staff isn't as confident in the guys behind some of the starters? I mean, you would have to think because if you're playing an interior defensive lineman that many snaps, especially in the very first game. I mean, I think we've been. Uh, I, I know our uh, message board subscribers have been. Sort of calling it all along, like Ty Robinson seems like the only consistent one we have on the on the interior of the line, and um, if he's playing that many snaps, I can't remember the exact number for who was second most. Um, I think it was like I think it was like thirty or less. I don't have the numbers in front of me, and that, I just pulled a number. That's um, right. I think it might have been, but um, uh, I, I, I think I think you're onto something there. Like the interior defensive line depth was was a. Uh, was a question mark and concern coming in. And if, again, if you're wearing out the guy by playing him that much because he's the only one that you you uh, think can consistently produce, yeah, that's an issue. Um, linebacker, obviously, Reimer and Heinrich, I think those two guys grade out very poorly in um, the the PFF grades, at least. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I do think that maybe we... Uh, the the defense or the defensive depth overall, yeah, may not be it may not be a strength of this team, which makes you obviously a little concerned with uh, Heinrich, who's going to be out, looks like an extended period of time. Uh, so Zach, you know, going back to that injury, uh, Travis Vokalek, if he he's going to be out for a while, who do you expect in that tight end room to, to step up? You have Nate Borkacher 
uh, Chancellor Brewington, AJ Rollins, James Carney. Who 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 should we be seeing, or who should we be looking for in that tight end room after Travis Wilkolek? Yeah, it would be Borkacher and Brewington, and I'm I'm not sure. I, I would expect those two to um, see more of a share in the snaps because Wilkolek was just so so consistent against Northwestern and such a security blanket. Um, and I I think I said in the in the um, final. Um, story on Saturday morning before the game that vocal and uh, Greg said it too that Vokalek might wind up being that um, that security blanket for uh, for Casey Thompson especially maybe in the red zone and that played out because he was he's the guy that Casey Thompson kept looking for on third downs um, five targets five catches so um, you you're, you have uh, I, I don't know if you're going to be I don't think you're going to be able to replace that confidence that the quarterback has to be looking for uh, for a pass catcher like that. Um, so, but I do think I, I, I just anticipate a two person tandem sort of splitting that. Um, but Borkager, I think um, it looks like Borkager would be the one to fill in as the, um, with the title at least of the tight end one, but. Um, it might wind up being an or situation where either of those two are listed. I think that might have been what the official depth chart was actually for this week. Zach, last one before we let you go, just going to transition into a recruiting question really quickly. Sounds like there's going to be quite a few visitors on campus this weekend. Is there anybody that Husker fans should really keep an eye on, potential, maybe, maybe potential decisions coming on the horizon, anybody that we need to be on the lookout for? Uh, well, for this weekend, uh, Greg, yeah, again, Greg had the visitor list uh, up on our message boards, and um, the two that there's four guys I think that uh, immediately stand out, um, along with the commitments coming. Uh, Jaden Doss coming in, uh, committed right wide receiver coming in. Um, they go get him back on campus, but there's two defensive linemen, two JUCO defensive linemen uh, targets coming in, but still the the two. The two that I every time they visit, it's going to be a big deal to me. And it's mm-hmm. going to have a spotlight on it. And that's uh, that's Malachi Coleman and Caleb Benning. Interesting. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I need to continue no. to uh, to imprint in, uh, to make it clear how how big of a target Malachi Coleman is. I, I continue to say it that he's the arguably the most important in-state recruit that Nebraska's that Nebraska's had in the last five, ten years, just so important to to keep him home. And same thing with Caleb Benning in the 2024 class. So it was a big weekend for to take another step in the future of the program and to take a next step in those individual recruitments. Uh, I'm not sure if we're I'm not sure if we're on a decision um, decision watch or commitment okay. watch just yet. But uh, still even though it's it's North Dakota game, it's a smaller visits weekend. Than, uh, than will be for like the Oklahoma game, for instance. I think that that's going to be the by far the biggest recruiting weekend of the year. I would anticipate, but even though it's a uh, smaller list, it's still it's still the first weekend of it's still the first weekend of, of recruiting visits for the fall, and still important, especially getting those defensive linemen in there and those two massive uh, in-state recruit uh, in-state targets. Just a couple of days ago, they were able to reach start reaching out to 2024 guys, correct? Yeah, uh, yesterday actually midnight, September first, and gotcha. uh, me and me and Greg. Like I keep saying, I have uh, 
background in recruiting, recruiting right here for three years. So we were kind of talking about how September 1st is that, mm-hmm. uh, that really hectic day of a junior's, uh, or a, a prospect's junior year where, um, coaches are nonstop texting and calling and then reporters are doing the same thing following yeah. up. So. Yeah, that, uh, that started on midnight. Busy. Midnight yesterday. Yeah, busy, busy time. All right, Zach, appreciate the time as always. We'll let you go. Sorry that we kept you a couple minutes later than, than originally planned, but uh, really good stuff. Appreciate it as always, man. I uh, appreciate you guys. That is Zach Carpenter. We'll let him go. That is Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate him as always. When we come back, we'll uh, be joined by Nate and Strick for the crossover coming up on the happy hour as we round out a Friday on the ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.